catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. When the discussion about cybersecurity comes up, many small business owners and managers leave the room because it does not concern them. The argument usually is that not many small businesses are targeted by hackers you know, and or cyber criminals or maybe because when the hack actually happens, it doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of things. Well, both assumptions may be very wrong because most small businesses have their data tied around the owner or the owners. And even when either the owner or the business is at risk, everything, and by everything, I mean everything is at risk. Cybersecurity is important because it protects all categories of data from theft and from damage. This includes sensitive data, personally identifiable information, protected health information, personal information, intellectual property, data, government, industry information systems and information. Considering that micro, small and medium businesses are the life wire of many African economies, and that cyber threats have continued to increase, maybe you should start staying to listening to these conversations. Yes, don't leave the room. Don't also leave the chat. Start asking relevant questions and put into practice the advice that you get. Well, this is one of the rooms you shouldn't leave. This is one of the chats you shouldn't leave. And just in case you're not an owner or a manager, you know someone who owns a small business. Well, this is the time for you to help them out. Help that small business close to you. This is a third episode of our cybersecurity series in the month of October 2023, brought to you by Ethnos. At Ethnos, we are focused on solving customers' problems. Whether it is securing the applications and databases that power your business, the users and customers that access your infrastructure, API calls that go in and out of your business, securing people who are your greatest assets but also pose your weakest link. We also look after your relevant security regulatory standards and the frameworks that you should comply with. Yes, we are ethnos and solve real problems. We have today Miracle Chukudebe, a security consultant at Ethnos, and Kola Dawudu Olubumi, the assistant director, SME Development Agency of Nigeria. That's a uh, welcome, welcome, and that's how Mr. Miracle. How are you doing today? And Mr. Kole, how are you doing today? Very well, thank you, Tony. Okay, so let's start with the definition or we're trying to understand what an SME is and the types or the kinds of SMEs that we have. And we'll be starting with Mr. Kole. Please help us better understand when we say an SME, what are we talking about? What kind of business are we talking about? And we have distinctions as to what qualifies this to be an SME or whatnot. Yeah, fantastic question, Tony. Um, I mean, we've, we've said it about a million times. Um, and then new um, work has been done about categorizations and then classifications of uh, SMEs. But um, the regular one right now uh, that is in the policy documents of um, MSME development in Nigeria is um, the nano, micro, small and medium enterprises. Okay, so um, for the for the sake of those that you know, I just I mean um, listening for the first. Or I mean, I'm not familiar with this categorization. Um, the nano enterprise are those that um, 
employ only maximum of three three um okay so the categorization actually is based on employment and then turnover okay okay so um for for those that are in a nano they do not employ more than three and then um maybe their turnover is about 25 million less than 25 million okay okay so uh that's for the nano then for the micro they can employ between three and nine mm-hmm. and then um, the turnover is about between three million and 25 million sorry to to correct that the nano is actually less than three million okay as in turnover but for for the micro um it's between three million and 25 million and then for the um small um the employment is between 11 and 50 and then um, the turnover is between 25 million and 100 million and, and turnover is per financial year right? yeah per financial year yeah. that's right and then for the medium enterprise uh, or enterprises about 51 million to 200 um, 51 employees to 200 employees and then the turnover is uh, maybe uh, less than 1 billion okay so that's the general classification that we have for SMEs mm-hmm. okay thank you very much now while just before we came you know, we went live we're talking about non-tech and tech in you know classifications of SMEs. Kindly shed more light to that. Okay. Um, so uh, presently, the there's a national survey of MSMEs in Nigeria, and then it puts the number of SMEs or MSMEs, you know, to 39.6 million post-COVID. Um, which means that you know some some businesses were lost during COVID because it was 41 million before now. Okay, so this is the statistics that we work with, and um, an unconfirmed stat says that um, there are about 9.6 percent that are tech-enabled businesses within the fold of that 39.6 million. So, which means we have a huge number of non-tech-enabled businesses. Um, tech-enabled means look. Um, those that use technology to drive the processes of their business, you know, um, either with production, processing, distribution, storage, or whichever, you know, uh, while the non-tech are those that, you know, <laughs> they're really illiterating using technology to it, um, or semi-illiterate. Uh, they probably just use WhatsApp, Instagram, you know, marketing. That's the only point they use. So that's that's how, that's how we have, you know, that um, tech enabled and the non-tech enabled mm. businesses and no offense to those who actually use you know um just whatsapp or you know, know. instagram <laughs> not at all not at all no yeah. offense at all, at all. Yeah. At all. so to miracle cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. why do smes some or most leave the room or leave the group chat when we say cybersecurity? <laughs> any idea <laughs> well it, it can boil down to a couple of things one of which is um, the awareness, yeah. okay? You are not aware of some of these things. Sometimes some people, because they are not aware of a thing, they don't know this thing, they are afraid when such topics are brought up. Not because um, those topics are exactly scary, but because they just don't have the understanding, they, don't, they lack the comprehension of that topic. Now, we've seen this happen exactly for, for businesses, you know, where you try to talk about security you try to talk about people are afraid they don't understand it it sounds so large Cybersecurity sounds like you know it, it, something so insurmountable but it is not exactly so Cybersecurity basically is just implementing measures to protect your digital asset 
Now, it still sounds sort of ambiguous, but what we're saying is all those things that you consider data, you consider important to your business. Everything that is an asset to you that you consider valuable, whatever it is that we're doing around the digital ecosystem, whether on WhatsApp, you know, mm-hmm. whether on WhatsApp, mm-hmm. on Facebook, mm-hmm. on a website, mm-hmm. on an application, whatever it is, any measure we put in place to protect that data, that information, that application, that is what cyber security is just all about. Mm-hmm. Protecting it. I mean, it's not that it's not that deep. <laughs> really? <laughs> <You> just said- <laughs> so yeah. Why is it important? for small businesses to be protected. For me, on my own, right? Mm -hmm. I know that uh, in terms of employment, Mm -hmm. small SMEs, you know, contribute the largest to almost all the countries on the continent, from Nigeria to South Africa, like small businesses. In terms of contribution to GDP too, it's like really, really high up there. Mm -hmm. If we take them out, it's like taking the oxygen out of, you know, the economy, the Mm -hmm. life wire of a country. Mm -hmm. But then... For you as a cybersecurity you know, expert, mm-hmm. why is it important to a small business? Good. Thank you. That's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a host of importance, all right? One of which is, let me put it at brand reputation, okay. all right? As an SME, SME that, you know, I've got up to, uh, you know, the small scale based on your categorization. I mean, that was very factual. I, I, I really wanted to, uh, you know, pay more attention. So for the guys that are considered small, you have gotten to a point whereby you are reaching to a lot of customers, all right? And you want to grow. Okay, that is very key. Every business that started today wants to grow exponentially. And one of the things that can actually attract growth to you is when you provide Mm -hmm. to your stakeholders. And by providing value is you take proactive steps, demonstrating to them that you take data seriously, you take security seriously. I mean... Take, for example, I'm a small business, maybe a smaller job business, mm-hmm. all right? And then um, probably we, we started a small website and then I made a payment through your website. Mm-hmm. And the very next day, I, I saw on the news that, oh, that's a job business has been hacked and my payment card information <laughs> that I used is not available on the web, all right? Just, you, you know, ma- don't, you don't even imagine it because <laughs> you can imagine the kind of reputational damage that would bring to that business, People, you know, we've seen sometimes where people began to say things like, ah, that bank, take away your money from there. Or that. You know the kind of reputational damage it brought, even though those things were, you know, false. But these are things that businesses tend to face. If you are a business that has taken proactive steps to protect your business, and in cybersecurity, another thing that we talk about is governance, risk, and compliance. Now, you have complied with certain regulations. You have been assessed. You have been granted a certification to prove that you have met all the stipulated requirements. That, on its own, brings recognition to you in the global market. It brings it, it gives you a competitive advantage over the next business, your competitor, who is not who has not done those things, mm-hmm. all right, and puts you on the global map. There are partnerships you may want to have. There's a kind of funds you may want to attract, but when the investors looks at you, you are you're neither here nor there. Like, what steps are you making to protect data or this money that you want me to invest? And if you cannot prove it, I mean, you, you may not get that funding that you want. But when you have taken those steps, put in cybersecurity measures, you have trained your staff, they understand cybersecurity, you have invested, doesn't have to be so much, but you have put in some money into proactive protection 
mm-hmm. you can attract those business those businesses to your business yeah so back to you a miracle on right. those very important first steps that needs to be taken by every small business in terms of what they should look out for mm-hmm. you know the most the biggest challenges that they would face you know and how to work around it as okay. a small business Perfect. but then he he's just talked about something really important you're neither here nor there if you know you don't take certain steps moving forward and before we you know came on live we're talking about getting the non-tech businesses to transition to tech right in terms of the classification of smes that either use you know tech in their processes or not why is it important for an sme in this digital era to be tech enabled why don't I just relax where I am and you know just be using WhatsApp to send to family and friends, so, right? <laughs> yeah, Tony, that's that's uh, it's hilarious, but I mean it's it's one of the one of the questions that I've been running through the minds of um, operators and even regulators, you know, mm-hmm. um, those in a system or in that space. Well, the trend the trend of businesses right now in the world is digitalized, right? It's digital. You, we can't, um, we can't retract our steps anymore. We just have to catch up, and even you know, um, you know, maintain that pace with with what is trending around the world. I mean, I will, I will bring you up to speed to some some of the information that we have. Right now, there are you know seven unicorn companies in Africa. Unicorn means that they've hit one billion dollars, right? Okay. Five of them are in Nigeria. Hmm. One billion dollars. Yes. Billion yeah, and dollar flutter waves. You know, mention yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. They are, yeah, they are unicorn companies, mm-hmm. right? And they're tech business. And they're tech businesses. <laughs> to think about it. Exactly. They are tech businesses. No. So I mean, seven in Africa, five in in Nigeria means that okay, we are getting to that mm-hmm. point. But mm-hmm. there's a great disconnect from those unicorn companies and those that are coming or aspiring to be unicorn companies. Mm-hmm. There's a big gap. A huge gap. So mm-hmm. we also need to consider, you know, that uh, as we're thinking that okay, ah, we need to flow with whatever is happening around the world. You know, everybody's going digital. So you find some SMEs, you know, non-tech, non-tech enabled SMEs approach us and say, so how are fintech companies raising money? You hear somebody's raise hundred thousand dollars, one million dollars. So how are they getting the money? Mm-hmm. Who, who is it from? Who are these investors? Can't we get those investors for ourselves? Mm-hmm. And then we have to let them know that, look, you need to translate to using digital so that it could be confirmed anywhere around the world, mm-hmm. you know, because businesses are, are local um, yet global mm-hmm. at the moment. So like we that. need to work with that, with that thoughts with, uh, you know, SMEs now. Local yet yeah, global. global. Yeah, that's right. Somebody's taking notes. Somebody's <laughs> taking notes. Now, Mr. Merrick, when yes. we move businesses small businesses mm. you know and they become tech enabled mm-hmm. how do we get them to be cyber secure okay. what kind of what are the biggest challenges that a normal sma would face right and mm. how do we ensure that it's entrenched in the culture last the last episode the, the episode before this one the second mm-hmm. episode you know, we talked about GRC, governance risk, and, you know, mm-hmm. and we talked about making it, a, you know, using the business as usual approach. Ordinarily, when you say business as usual, it's really like it just every day, anyhow, every mm-hmm. day. But now we're saying, how do we make this, you know, GRC, you know, the business as usual thing? So let's start with first, 
what are the biggest risk challenges you know, that SMEs face in terms of cybersecurity? And then how can we ensure that SMEs are cyber secure? Okay, perfect. I, I, I love this question now because this is one challenge we have in my company. We have tried to analyze and um, come up with solutions, all right? Now, one of the major challenges that many SMEs you approach tend to have is finance, all right? Okay. When you talk security, mm-hmm. it sounds so ambiguous in the sense that ah, I'm going to spend so much. Where am I yeah. going to get that money from? And it's quite understandable. You know, finance is there. The human resources are there. Now, you need experts. Like, you need someone who understands this thing to have them as part of your members of your staff mm-hmm. to be able to implement these cybersecurity measures we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, these two things tend to be a host of others, but these are the ones that are quite recurring. Now, how do we address this? I'm happy that we have an SME regulator that Mr. Kola is, is, is looking after, all right? That is a key thing. When you would drive through the point of regulation, all right, letting these guys see the need, awareness is also key, all right? They see the need to implement security, all right? Because, let me tell you, it is better to, you know, it, they say it's better safe than sorry, mm-hmm. all right? Be proactive. Implement these things. Because when you get hit, when you get hit, mm-hmm. body will tell you. <laughs> really. Like, li- yeah. really. So the thing is, how do we address this problem? Okay. Now, there is something my company came up with, which we refer to as the managed security services. Okay. Now, what we do in our managed security platform is, you are an SME. We understand that many people, you, you may not have the strength to employ cybersecurity experts. Right? We understand that problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, even those who have even employed, who have trained them, they have jackpot. Oh, yeah. I, I know this, this, this. I know our audience are in, Nigeria, are in Africa, right? Yeah. So they get the whole jackpot thing. Yeah. So a lot of people have jackpot. So there is, there is a vacuum. So we mm-hmm. say, you know what? Let's take off the heavy lifting off your shoulder. Let's handle your security bit. Everything regarding securing your, your asset, your digital asset, give it to us. We have the people in-house. Mm-hmm. We have the technological assets in-house. Mm-hmm. And what are we doing? We take off that burden from you. We are managing it proactively for you. 24-7, we have a security operations center mm-hmm. that runs 24-7. We take off all the heavy lifting for you. We are looking at your data 24-7. Whenever you get anything that is considered an event, before it gets to an incident, mm-hmm. we proactively respond to it and just let you know, hey, there was an, there was an attempt to, but we've taken care of it. Mm-hmm. That is what we do. And we provide it to SMEs at subsidized rates. I mean, highly subsidized, highly subsidized. It's a way that we are also trying to give back and also enable SMEs to embrace this thing and get it. So we also offer trainings, all right? You want us to come to your organization and say, let people know. Like, as you guys have those guys, I'm sure you have meetings and can speak to them. Let them see the need, all right? And see that it's not as expensive. We can provide them at a very cost-efficient rate and protect your business. I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. So, Mr. Kole, mm. SMEs generally, 
let's look at understanding how in terms of contribution when we move SMEs from non-tech to tech what kind of blessings would we receive what kind of what good will it do us <laughs> fantastic question again Tony yeah you know it, it does a lot a lot a lot you know um Mirko just mentioned that one of the greatest things that SMEs will want to ask for is finance mm-hmm. so if you're transiting from if you transit from non-tech to tech you are sure that you have details of what your financials are mm-hmm. you know and it is open to anybody that wants to invest into your business yeah. so of course it attracts investment so technology is key you know it's attractive investment it also helps you with marketing it helps you with production mm-hmm. it helps you with storage it helps you with distribution it helps you to reach out you know so technology does a lot for SMEs and you know some of them have not they've not um, they've, they've not come to terms with that that thought that oh use of technology can you know, and a few of them are also risk averse, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't want to make calls to any any bank or one somebody calls me from bank. Oh, some yeah. some of them now are aware that look, um, WhatsApp is encrypted, so let me call you on WhatsApp. Yeah, let yeah. me get my details to you on WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the awareness is coming little by little, mm. and then. You know the transition is also you know it's slow, but I mean it's it's um it's getting there. Mm-hmm. We're 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 trying as much as possible to see you know mm-hmm. what we can do. So, um, you know just to mention, we have plans to partner with you know security companies like you know Miracles Company, you know so that when we have um, events you know with SMEs or the business membership organizations, mm-hmm. you know we'll bring them up, bring you up to talk to them. You know, to uh, I mean, enlighten them because I mean, part of our mandate is to you know to uh, for awareness, mm-hmm. awareness creation, to let mm-hmm. them know that okay, things like this are happening around the world, That's right. you yeah. know, and things you know will continue to happen. You know, I mean, with technology, it will continue to happen. It, it there's no there's no stopping. Mm-hmm. Right now, we can't stop at it. Mm-hmm. At Ethnos, we are focused on solving customers' problems. Whether it is securing the applications and databases that power your business, the users and customers that access your infrastructure, the API calls that go in and out of your business, or securing people who are your greatest assets but also pose your weakest link. We also look after your relevant security regulatory standards and the frameworks that you should comply with. In delivering our solutions, we do not just supply you with tools. We first listen to your pain points, match them against your business objectives, and work with you on your journey to build a functional and cost-efficient security culture that supports your business. We are a company dedicated to resolving client problems and ensuring their complete satisfaction. We are continuously pushing the boundaries and collaborating with top-tier industry professionals to ensure that our clients receive the best attention with reliable and efficient service. We want them to focus on delivering value to their stakeholders while we keep them running securely. Yes, we are ethnos and solve real problems. We've been talking cybersecurity for SMEs and Thank you very much for dragging that SME person by the ear, you know, to this conversation because I know you're going to be doing them a lot of good. They may not know it now, but they 
we'll find out later on that you know this conversation was really really important for not just their own success but success of their business which employs about 60 to 70 percent of the people on the continent of africa really really important now mr Colley, in terms of policy how do you think we can work around ensuring that the policies for smes support them putting cybersecurity as one of the major things that they would consider how do you think we can work around that do is is it already in place you know do you think we need to do better um, which stakeholders are important to ensure that we achieve this Okay, so about policies for SMEs and um, cybersecurity, there's no no written document, right, for that at the moment. There's plan for it, but it's not a concrete plan at the moment. So um, we're trying as as much as possible. We, in fact, we have a a, a new director general in Smedan. Uh, vibrant young man, and you know, ready to listen to this kind of conversation. You know, this gives us some sort of hope, you know, that um, in, um, using technology to drive some of our own processes as well in absolute regulators, you know, is, is, is important. So the policy document at the moment will be reviewed in another two years. So we hope that, I mean, we could get conversations, I mean, um, feedbacks from conversations like this and that, that can feed back into that policy and then it can be refined. Um, at the moment, there's, no, there's nothing in the policy that talks about cybersecurity, but I think it's high time we, we look at that seriously because, I mean, this, this is the way to go. This is the way we are going and this is the way we must go. And, uh, and I'm hoping also that, you know, the emerging technologies that we see now can all also be factored into um, the policy document in, in terms mm. of cybersecurity, AI, mm. you know, everything with data and everything, how, how, how it everything, works. everything. Mm. Because um, like, I, like I mentioned to you before we came into the studio, um, the policy that we have right now, the policy document only talks about non-tech-enabled businesses, mm. somehow a bit of tech-enabled bu- businesses because now we are talking about nano-enterprises yeah. that can employ only one to three people. So you find if a fintech guy, only his laptop, pays himself and he turns over $25 million. Yeah, true. True. Absolutely. Right? Mm. We never saw this happening before. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, right now, we need to capture that in the policy document. Mm. In fact, that also changed the nomenclature from SMEs to NMSMEs. Okay, uh, and what would that mean, please? So the N stands for nano. The okay. M stands for the first M stands for micro. Okay. Then you have small. Then you have medium wow. enterprises. So, so, so not just MSMEs. Not MSMEs. No. So um, maybe in another two or three years, we'll have now G and MSMEs <laughs> or something. Okay. But again, you know, this is this is because we are all learning. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, imagine countries are learning. Imagine economies are learning. Mm-hmm. Where, where MSMEs are drivers of the economy and mm-hmm. then we are pushing, you know, for them to continue to drive the economy mm-hmm. and then we are putting all the support, you know, for them. So, in this era of, t- of digitalization, we do not have a choice but to include cybersecurity and all other form of technology um, support for MSME and that will be captured in the policy document. Mm. Wow, thank you very much for this. If you're just joining this conversation you've um, you just heard the voice of Mr. Colley Daudu 
Olubomi, the assistant director of SMIDAN, um, SME Development Agency of Nigeria, Lagos State. Yeah? And we also have Miracle Chukudebe, a security consultant at Ethnos. And just off what he said now, if you're an SME and if you're anything you know, within the space of the stakeholders in two years' time, let's work together. Let's make this happen. Mm-hmm. Mr. Miracle. Yes, please. SMEs and cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. We talked about malware. Mm-hmm. What is malware? How does malware affect SMEs? And what kind of threats mm-hmm. you know do SMEs deal with? Good. Thank you. Thanks for that question. Now I was had a question with an example. Okay. You know, I mentioned earlier. Now, not too long ago, a radio station like yours. Yeah, reached out to us. Just to be sure, it's not ours. No, definitely not yours. <laughs> and not in Lagos. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so they reached out to us and they said, ah, we don't understand though. We have some audio files that we're supposed to play. We have some commercials, paid, well-paid commercials that we... And they couldn't play them. And then they, you know, they reached out to us. We did some forensic investigations and then realized that of the truth, Mm-hmm. They had been hacked. There had been a ransomware attack. Wow. Okay, so what a ransomware does, just as the name implies, ransom, mm-hmm. it encrypts your data, your files, all right? You no longer have access to them until you pay a ransom. So the guy, you know, writes the code, it infects your system, encrypts all the files, and leaves you a note informing you that, hey, I've, I've hacked you. Pay so so, so amount. Not in naira, not in dollars, but in bitcoins, all right? Oh. Yeah, so that it's not traceable. You yeah. get so that was what happened and it it caused a lot of damage to that organization yeah they're still in business though but there are a lot of other businesses right now globally that have folded up because of cybersecurity threats and attacks now how do you get this the fact that you are on the web even on whatsapp those links that people share, hey, click here. Yeah. Tunibu is sharing 10, 10 million. Mm-hmm. Click here to claim yours. You get a lot of that shared forwarded on WhatsApp. A lot of them have been designed, scripts have been written by attackers. And once you click on those links, sometimes malwares are, you know, are, are, are installed on your system without your, without your knowledge, on your phone, on your system. When you put your data on some of those forms that you are filling online, yeah. you are leaving yourself very exposed. This is where, you know, cybersecurity measures come in. And cybersecurity also has to do with awareness, training people, letting them understand because you are very much susceptible to all of these threats. You must understand that by clicking a link, you get an email, hey, click here to claim yours, click here to do that. You could just be installing a malware on your system. And now, the question would be, how do I protect myself? Because, man, I mean, I have to send emails, I have to click on links. Yeah. Have an anti-malware. Okay? An anti-malware is the anti, like, the that protects you yeah, against yeah. malware. Malware, malicious software, antivirus. Okay. You know, that is the yes, one that yes, everybody yes, tends yeah. to know. Mm-hmm. Antivirus. So, have an antivirus, an anti-malware. We call it anti-malware in the tech world, in security world, because malware is more encompassing. All right? Virus is one of the various malware. So, there is virus, there is worm, there is ransomware, a whole lot of them. Right, so the mother name is now malware. So have an anti-malware. That is a proactive measure. So when such links you mistakenly click such links, it will protect you to let you know, hey, this is it is a malware, and it deletes it off your system. A lot of them delete it off your system, and you, you know you can't even click on them. All right, so these are active measures you can take, and then be a part of awareness sessions. Cyber hygiene, very very key. 
like Mr. Collins' organization, yeah? As they talk about this, like you've mentioned that you guys are... Yeah, organize those sessions. Let people enlighten them. While you are here in this company, I know there are a lot of people that do not even understand some of these things. Not because they don't want to, but because that avenue has not been provided to them. Right? So you must be able to be very proactive, train your people. In cybersecurity, we say that humans are the weakest links. You may have invested so much in processes, in, you know, in, in policies, in technologies, but people would always be the weakest link. So your, your, your security is only as strong as your weakest person. And how do you get them strengthened? Awareness. Train them. Send out for training. Listen to podcasts like this. Get aware. Equip yourself so that when you see such links, you receive such calls. Hey, um, do you have your credit card information there? Send me your... When you receive it, you know that this guy a criminal awesome. all right <laughs> a criminal awesome. Awesome. you protect yourself so these are just you know very simple tips that you know you just want to as a business owner as even a member of staff because a cleaner can be the source of entry into a very a large conglomerate yeah. something happened some few months ago in the u.s i, I, I don't want to call the name of the corporation a, a large conglomerate and what happened there was a hack a major hack serious data leak Costing them a lot of millions of dollars. Now, what happened? Someone just called the help desk. Hey, guy, um, I'm not around, though. He, you know, the guy, he, he took... Permission. The attacker took the name of one of the IT, IT guys oh. and then called the help desk. Hey, I'm not on... Oh. I'm not on... Say, please give me credential to so-and-so server. And the guy provided over the phone. And that was... That, that was it. it. It was... I mean... Until now, wow. they are suffering heavily. It was all over the news. So I, I don't just mention the name, but it's on wow. the news. So people need to be aware. You may look at your cleaners and it's nothing, but they need to be aware so that they can all protect themselves and the organization. Thank you, Mickey. You Mr. made Curry, you are, you're to, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it has made a lot of sense. You know, two things. I'm, I mean, I got from what you said now. Cyber hygiene. Mm. You know, um, we should also include it in the national MSME policy. We, we can contribute. Happily. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we should. The awareness should be should be enormous. Just mm-hmm. like telling people drink water every day. That's you know, right. You know, so I mean, this cyber hygiene is very important. Very and then, secondly, you also need to, as much as possible, be careful and employ the service of a professional that's right. you know to you know to look at all this um whatever no matter how that's small right. the sma is mm-hmm. i'm sure that even the cybersecurity experts can prorate you know some of the charges for, for for these uh, smes you know to protect you, them if i can add to that yeah if that's fine yeah mm-hmm. like i said earlier in my company we have the managed so i wouldn't expect a bank all right a tier one bank yeah. mm-hmm. to i would expect an sme to have the same cyber security budget as oh, a yes, tier one oh, bank yes, oh, all right yes. when i'm dealing with the banks i understand hey these oh, guys yeah. they oh, have yeah. so much data they have so much protect yeah. but you are an sme so we have tailored services you know in ethnos and we're just and then saying, you could also do a comprehensive uh, like uh, that is exactly what we have insurance thing okay oh, okay okay, okay. Mm-hmm. We, we, we are we are open to such conversations awesome. i mean we're happy to co- to to collaborate with smes i mean we're we're happy to do that just to enable the business drive business in our country and our continent at large it's it's good to know that you know both of you are you know on the same table (laughs) (laughs) both of you are seated side by side (laughs) and also on the same page i i really look forward to seeing that collaboration Mm -hmm. those collaborations happen Mm -hmm. right you know um smidan just ensure that because at the end of the day 
the world we live in now is literally built on data mm-hmm. how you can process and manage data right. and what comes out of it That's and right. this is just the first step because if you think security after you've made it then mm. you would need to take retrace your steps. That's mm. right. So we need to have that, you know, That's before. Right. Now, right. just before we leave, in you know, final words, tell us a bit about Smidan. You know what it does and how it contributes, you know, to SMEs and to the economy generally. And you know the kind of work that in the next one, two, three years that you know, Smidan will be involved in. Oh, awesome. Uh, I mean, this is more or less like <laughs> what I've been doing for almost two decades. Mm-hmm. You know, Sm- Smidan is a small and medium enterprises development agency of Nigeria, um, established in 2003 by an act, and then we swung into operation in 2005. Uh, and so, um, because it was a new thing in, in Nigeria at that time, even in some part of Africa, uh, an agency in charge of development of small and medium enterprises. So we took um, we took lessons from um, India, Pakistan, mm-hmm. those that have been in it, you know, a bit high ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so we've been able to do um, a whole lot together with SMEs. So we started with cluster um, mapping, cluster development, mm-hmm. you know, cluster, you know. Um, um, analysis and then we also went into you know business membership organization chambers of commerce you know um, have ed- had MOUs with most of them you know mm. just just to you know to register the presence of Smedan in development of you know and then un- encourage other businesses other small businesses to also you know spring and come on board mm. you know um, for some of them to have you know support from government so uh, we initiated programs internal mm. programs that we executed nationwide you know and we're still we're developing on all those programs right now for for small businesses and you know like i mentioned before yeah you know technology just came into it and then disrupted almost mm-hmm. everything that we've been doing and then rearranging some of the things that so most of our concentration has been on non-tech enabled mm-hmm. businesses and now we're also shifting to tech enabled businesses yeah, we're also partnering with experts you know development partners you know government agencies public and private organizations as well you know to see how we can all put hands together because it's, it's not easy work you know um 40, 40 million smes in nigeria no matter what programs we have in lagos here Lago, in fact lagos has about 18 million thereabouts wow. you know so no matter what we do, um, what programs we hold, it's like a drop in the ocean for mm. you know for for some of them. And then also to make you to let you know that there are unconfirmed stats too. Um, there are about sixty four million unregistered SMEs. And they operate. That that takes it close to about a hundred million. Exactly, and that's exactly. like half the size of in the population, population of, of, Nigeria. Of, of, of Nigeria. You know, so there are a lot of things that we that, we we are planning. We we just need to get this data first. You know, I mean that's that's why data is very important. We need to get this data first, and then with the data, it's easier for us to plan. You know, and then we are doing a lot of work, a lot of work. So programs are coming up. We are we are taking cues from you know uh, um, fr- partners, friends. You know messages that we hear, journals. You know, mm. um, go talk talk to people so that we can start um, preparing programs and special projects for mm. SMEs. And particularly in the Lagos office, um, I took over last year, and we've been able to do a whole lot of you know activities. We have a compendium of activities in Lagos. And one of them is um, we're exhibi- we trying to create an exhibition for export-ready products 
from SMEs, you know, um, we're trying to invite investors, commercial touches of embassies, uh, friends, I mean, um, you know, investors within Nigeria so that they can invest into their business. And those from abroad can be off takers, you know, rather than for SMEs carrying their products, you know, abroad and then paying for tickets and paying mm. for, I mean, getting visas, difficult and all that. So we have those kind of, pro, you know, um, projects in our hands. And we also have, we, wanted, we want to map the, um, map the whole SMEs or MSMEs in the whole of Lagos. So we are in partnership with Sterling Bank, you know, with other partners to make sure that we have a, full, a, a proper register of SMEs in Lagos State. And we will extend that to other states in, in Nigeria. The, the reason why it is Lagos is because I work in Lagos. And then secondly, <laughs> we have the highest concentration of SMEs, yeah. you know, within yeah. Lagos. So Sweden is doing a lot. And like I said earlier too, I mean, we have a young director general now. I mean, he's, he's pushing in so many things. Um, let's let's start building communities. Let's start seeing how we can, you know, empower these communities, mm. you know, of SMEs. So a whole lot. And we're also learning, you know, from, from people like you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> just really as, you know, know, Smidan has a lot of plans to ensure that, you know, you don't just, you're not just local, um, but you're also international. You ensure that, you know, just as the plan kicks off, you know, you're secure and protected. It's really, really important. Final mm-hmm. words from Mr. Miracle, um, you know, just take a minute to tell us about Ethnos and, you know, the kind of services it provides. Okay. And, give us a word you know to wrap up this conversation on how important cybersecurity is for the growth of SMEs because if you're an SME you're also thinking about growing and scaling your business absolutely thank you very much now um, at Ethnos we we pride ourselves as a solution driven company we just want to solve problems so anything called digital problem in the terms of of, of the security space generally we are solving such problems Okay, and we are we are homegrown. We're, we're not an international company that came into Nigeria. Yeah. We we understand the terrain, the Nigerian business terrain. We understand the scope of businesses that we work with. So, irrespective of how large your business is, we have a tailored solution for you. Mm-hmm. All right. So, we provide the services, security services to banks, top tier banks, um, insurance companies, and SMEs generally. All right. So what we're doing is help us. Let's help you. Let's partner with you. We don't see ourselves. We don't see you as clients. Right. We see you as partners. Okay. We just want to partner with you as an organization and help you in this cybersecurity journey. Provide trainings, provide solutions, technical solutions, help with policies, implementation, interpretation for you as an organization, help you identify the different key requirements or regulations that you must comply with. Mm-hmm. Now, something that is very key now that the Nigerian space is driving is what we call the NDPR, all right? That's data protection. Now, Nigeria is tilting towards that and they're beginning to take it quite seriously. Okay, so we help you in as much as you collect customer data, whether via phone, whether as I walk into your organization and I fill my name in your register, that's my data you have, you have my name. How do you pre- so whatever touch point that you as an organization, so far you interact with customer data, we're there to help you. Let's let's protect you. Let's understand your business and let's protect your business proactively. So we are we're just a phone call away. Ethnos Cyber is just a phone call away. Let's have a conversation. Let's interact. Let's understand your pain points. 
and then we are happy to pro- to provide or prefer solutions to you bespoke solutions tailored pr- solutions that will help you drive you make you a very profitable business you know increase your brand reputation attract investors and bolster the confidence of stakeholders and other interested parties in your business mm. awesome. okay so just spend the next 30 seconds just uh, a summary of your thoughts based on you know the discussions we've had now um uh, miracle and then stakoli you know i'm happy we're having this conversation i mean you know with mr colley right here mm-hmm. you know looking at the sme space i mean that is a market i feel that is not yet saturated while those people come across having those conversations how do we raise funds how do we... these are i mean these are easy steps proactive steps you can take first of all become tech enabled because you want to grow i mean at the end of the day you want to grow you don't want just you don't just want to have your online shop on whatsapp hey hello family and friends we are active no we don't want to, you want to scale you want to grow so in that growth we're happy to partner with you it's good to have conversations like so the organizations understand the need for scaling right you want to scale your just like you said businesses are local but you're global you, we want to scale as you want to scale embrace tech and while you're embracing tech embrace security because those are things that will keep you safe in the cyber world mm, okay i'm awesome. calling awesome awesome so um i'll just come on the side of a regulator you mm. know and two things i'll talk about is first of all let us embrace that uh, partnership you know with other other uh, you know organizations that are experts in you know um, tech technology cybersecurity all forms of you know um mm-hmm. the, technology or forms of um, words of life that can you know give us that that support mm. to develop SMEs that's yeah. one and then secondly awareness for mm. SMEs you know um I, i mean in my office in a day uh, i receive nothing less than 30 SMEs coming mm. every day so you can you can sum that up in a month in a year and you know what it is and some of them don't even repeat themselves you know some of them some other people come and they want to know oh, what is it for us so finally i also want to come on the side of incentives for non tech enabled smes tech enabled smes can you know find out what support they can get online mm. they can do all that but non tech smes have that restriction so what incentives can we give to them oh organize um, a webinar or a physical event mm-hmm. or oh, tell them oh we we can give you guys this for free mm-hmm. or we can give you at a discount rate and mm-hmm. all that so that encourages them to come on board mm-hmm. and then you know be be um, tech enabled Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Industry experts say that the small businesses uh, cybersecurity budget should be at least 3% of, you know, their total spending mm-hmm. at least. And it's really important that everyone, everyone including SMEs take cybersecurity seriously. We say thank you to Ethnos for putting this together on Africa Tech Radio as sponsors and we say thank you to our guest today. Mr. Miracle Chukudebe security consultant at Ethnos and Mr. Kole Daudu Olubumi an assistant director of Smidan Smidan is a SME development agency of Nigeria he's mm. in the Lagos state office thank you very much um for coming around and sharing your thoughts with us today thank you thank for you. having us thank you. thank you so we just finished talking about cybersecurity for SMEs and yes thank you very much for not leaving the room you SME Thank you very much and I hope that you share this knowledge with other people too so that it's not just beneficial to you but it's beneficial to like a lot more people because you are the life wire 
of our economy. You are the life wire of our life. We need you. And I look forward to the announcements that would come from this conversation sponsored by Ethnos and which also had the SMEAD and the SME Development uh, Agency of Nigeria. It's really, really important conversation if we're going to scale um, you know, small businesses, especially the non-tech businesses, which contribute more than 60% of the total SME number and population, then we need to also have them secure, right? First off, before we say, oh, yes, we're scaling them. And when we scale them, we do not need to look back and, you know, try to retrace our steps and whatnot. Big ups to South Africa for winning the Rugby World Cup in Paris on Saturday. That's over the weekend. They defeated New New Zealand by just one point. But that one point was enough. 12 to 11. And the South African president, Sil Ramaphosa, has declared a public holiday after the country won the 2023 Rugby World Cup in Paris on Sunday. And he made this decision to celebrate the Springboks' momentous achievement in the you know, nationwide address he addressed the country on monday and this holiday will be on the 15th of december yep and it's been described as a day of hope a day of celebration and a day of unity the sportsmen and women of south africa have shown what is possible and it's a sign of hope for the country this is a country that's you know the world's highest unemployment rate at 42 percent currently there are other economic problems to poverty rate frequent blackouts electricity problem it's a whole lot but following south africa's world cup win in Stade de france you know the president you know sees this as something a glimmer of hope that everyone can latch on to to get something or create something bigger or better and as this is happening you know we're also seeing big ups to rema and the crew of the mavens big time rema performed you know to over 800 million people who came to watch messi Lionel messi the argentine get his eighth ballon d'or but come on i'm celebrating rema you can be celebrating messi it's all good we're all in celebration and something that's really important that we need to look out for is the tiktok star that was accused of falsely claiming to be a doctor well he's been arrested and he tried to enter a hospital in south africa matthew lani is his name he actually garnered thousands of followers by sharing medical advice and selling medication online remember when they say whatever happens you know consult your doctor they don't mean a fake doctor they meant a real doctor on sunday night mr lani tried to bypass security by disguising himself with a surgical mask and stethoscope he tried to escape also police custody by jumping off a bathroom window, you know, before he was caught. The Gauteng Province Department of Health released a statement saying that he frequently used the Helen Joseph Hospital in Joburg, where he was caught, you know, to curate misleading content under the pretense that he was a qualified doctor. So he was using their the facility to create videos he had almost 300,000 followers on tiktok before his account was closed and then he opened another one which has which had more than you know 50,000 this follows a manhunt his arrest follows the manhunt that lasted several weeks after questions arose over his qualifications and he says that he received a degree from the university of Witwatersrand in Joburg and they say that nope we have no idea who you are and 
According to the Department of Education, this man in question did not even obtain his school living certificate. Can you imagine? And he also tried to mislead authorities by saying his real name was Sanele Zingelwa, a second-year medical intern at the Tembisa Provincial Tertiary Hospital. And Dr. Zingelwe has opened a criminal case against him. There's been over a hundred of such arrests over the last three years, according to the Ministry of Health in South Africa. And we're hoping that this doesn't continue. Or we're hoping that whenever anything like this happens or comes up, we actually report things like this because it's really really important that we report it so that it doesn't become like a, it, people don't get affected just imagine all the number of people who have paid him thinking he's a doctor to help promote their, their you know their products and the number of people who without knowing right like he's not a doctor have listened to him give out medication on tiktok and on live right it's really important that we are trying to democratize information all access to information we're trying to ensure that it's really really democratized but it's also very important that we do our due diligence for you know pr companies for advertising companies for pharmaceutical companies and for ordinary individuals who just see like you need to ask questions a lot of people are giving advice every day on social media what's their background do you really know them and if you know someone who is impersonating someone please it's really important that you help take that person off that platform so that we can also ensure that we give legitimacy to these platforms that are trying to democratize information generally thank you so much i stream on africatechradio.com mondays to fridays weekdays 9 a.m gmt plus one or 9 a.m west african time till midday and we've just finished talking about cybersecurity for small business you can catch episode one and episode two episode one was generally under trends the review of 2023 and also mitigation and you know strategies for 2024 and trends for 2024 and episode two was on grc governance risk and compliance you can catch them on africa tech radio you can also catch them on streaming platforms everywhere you listen to your podcast just type africa tech radio and you will find episode one and episode two of this wonderful series on cybersecurity sponsored by ethnos at ethnos we are focused on solving customers problems whether it is securing the applications and databases that power your business the users and customers that access your infrastructure, API calls that go in and out of your business, securing people who are your greatest assets, but also pose your weakest link. We also look after your relevant security regulatory standards and the frameworks that you should comply with. Yes, we are ethnos. We solve real problems.